Happy Sunday, everybody. It's Murphy Houston. It's Mile High Magazine. We hope you're safe. We hope you're healthy. You're being careful. Happy Memorial Day weekend. And today we're lucky to have Lauren Castile on with us. She's president and CEO of the Women's Foundation of Colorado. Lauren, how are you? I am doing just fine. I'm pleased to say I am safe. I am healthy and privileged to be working from my home. Well, we I'm all are. I you. guess that's the lucky thing with technology. We can do all of this and still most of us keep our jobs going. And it's kind of scary times. And, Lauren, I want you to talk about the Women's Foundation of Colorado. I'm not even sure what that organization is. I've heard of you, but I'm not sure what you really do. Can you talk about that? Oh, okay. Well, thanks for asking that question. It is my favorite question, Murphy. Oh, good. Um, The Women's Foundation of Colorado has been around for 33 years, and we are the only statewide community foundation that is focused on the advancement of women and their families, economic advancement, and that's really important right now. And our tagline is uh, based in truth as well. When women are thriving, then Colorado is rising. We know that when women do better, so do their children, their families, and all of our communities and our economy. So we use community building, philanthropy, and impact to catalyze resources to advance and accelerate economic opportunities for Colorado women and their families. And in that regard, we do research, public policy advocacy, and also give grants to nonprofits who are working around the state in different communities to make a difference for their communities and for Colorado women and their families. Well, that is, that's fantastic. I mean, I raised three daughters. I have four kids, but three are daughters, and I always pushed for that. Uh, for women to have more equality. I mean, two became teachers, which I'm very proud of. And, no, uh, you should be. Yeah, and my other daughter is a, a lawyer's administrative assistant, so they've done very well for themselves. But I'm so glad you guys are doing what you're doing. And apparently, and maybe you can even talk more about this, about the role you do play in the state of Colorado. It's got to be big. Well, you know, I think so, and I think it's become even more evident, interestingly enough, right now during this crisis during this pandemic, like every philanthropic organization, we're looking to find our role. And what I have been pleased about is that we have received funds from another community foundation. Rose Community Foundation is giving us resources for our rapid relief fund. Uh, The Colorado Health Foundation similarly gave us um, an extensive resources to be able to distribute throughout the state because they recognize that we have the history, the expertise, the infrastructure, the tools, uh, and the relationships to touch Fort Morgan and Fort Collins and Durango and Pueblo, as well as Metro Denver uh, organizations that are working with women and their families because we have such a long history uh, in that regard throughout the state. And certainly our public policy work affects all 2.8 million women in the state. I'm thrilled that we were able to, in 2019, be a part of the leadership of the partnership that helped to establish uh, the passage of the Equal Pay for Equal Work Act. And Governor Polis came and signed that bill in our offices to recognize our leadership on that bill. So that touches everyone. 
You know, you mentioned that yeah. your your daughter's a a, a, um, a teacher, right. um, and another one is um, an administrative assistant to an attorney or a paralegal. And what we're finding is that women, when we talk about essential workers, um, so many are women. No doubt. I agree with that 100%. Because even in our, in our radio business, we have a lot of women. And I've been in radio, gosh, almost 50, over 50 years. And women were non-existent back when I started in the 60s. And now they play a huge main part of how our industry functions. And that's exciting news. It is exciting news. And, you know, I am so pleased that not only the major foundations, but other individual donors uh, recognize that they can leverage their impact by partnering with us. Before the pandemic, we had a group of 23 grantees about 15 of them direct service, again, statewide, doing all kinds of things, training women in technology, um, working with community colleges, a whole series of activities providing childcare, training and education, uh, certified nursing. Uh, all of that kind of training was about was a part of our work. And we've been doing that for years, but in just about two years, 613 women uh, made huge economic and educational gains, which benefited generations of uh, 1,200 members of their of their households, oh and that gosh. helped communities as a whole. That's so huge. Right now, you know, through this COVID crisis, so far we've given 66 rapid response grants, totaling $452,000, and some to small businesses, women-led social ventures and small businesses, as well as a Mile High United Way Keep the Lights On Fund. Uh, the other thing, Mercy, is that we have a staff member who helped to lead the uh, Grant-Making and Community Voices Committee for the Governor's COVID-19 Relief Fund. I serve on Mayor Hancock's Economic Recovery and Relief Council Committee. And in addition, we will be working with the Metro Denver Chamber of Commerce as they look toward um, Prosper Colorado in years to come. Well, that's good news. And I didn't realize you worked that close. You worked that close with the governor as well as the mayor of Denver? Yes, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, the mayor actually served as my intern when I was <laughs> the senior communications person for Mayor Pena. And Mayor Hancock was a freshman at Hastings College. So the summer after his freshman year, he was assigned to me as an intern. So um, that's kind of a funny story over the over my lifetime. But yes, we do work with the governor very closely because we also work with legislators. We care about a number of issues that have been highlighted this year. What about child care? Right. Um, we have seen the impact that the absence of childcare is having on everyone. It's not just a woman's issue. It's a community issue. Same with, you know, paid family medical leave or sick leave. Those issues, while we're a part of the leadership in conversations on those public policies, it's because we care about the entire state and we care about every community within the state. 
And I think that's something that people have to recognize is that there are very few issues anymore or topics. We're seeing it now how interconnected we are. Very few that are just women's issues. Um, But we also do know that in this pandemic, as you and I were saying a few moments ago, whether you're thinking about nurses or grocery workers or teachers, these essential personnel are predominantly women. And those who've lost their jobs because they are um, working in restaurants or hospitality or transportation, again, those are dominated by women uh, to a large degree. And we just don't think about it. You kind of take those things for granted. That's, I think that's what everyone does. But now we see the impact and also on people of color um, throughout the state who uh, show up in these positions on a, on a regular basis as, as dominant holders of um, grocery positions, for example. Well, yeah, you're right, Lauren, and I'm a firm believer of all of bad, you learn a lot of good. And what you're saying is all good. It's a really good part of our life to be aware of what these people are doing in our lives. That You're right, we took for granted all these years. So yeah. do, do you work with women of all ages? How does that, how do, how do, how do women yes. get involved with what you offer? Okay, well, we are not a direct service organization. As I mentioned, we're a community foundation. So we have thousands of donors and we have a geographic focus, which is the state of Colorado. Um, So some donors just um, give us whether it's five dollars. I will write a check. I will I will write a personal letter for a check for five dollars thanking someone because that matters. It's as important to us as fifty thousand dollars from the Rose Community Foundation for this relief fund. But people will give to us sometimes just individually, and we have a huge event um, that we have held historically at the convention center and can't do it this year. We've had as many as 3,000 people. Uh, And so we have uh, business sponsors, corporate sponsors. People buy tables, individual tickets, and they give at that event. So I'll tell you in a moment what we're going to do instead, which we're really excited about Uh, We also hold donor advice funds. Um, They're like little um, private foundations within the foundation where donors can fulfill their own personal philanthropic passion. And then, as I mentioned, we have our grants that could affect child care. Or last year, we featured a woman at our luncheon who benefited from a program. She was in her uh, close to 50 years of age and For the first time, as a result of the skills she learned, she had established at that time a 401k. She was cleaning construction sites and continues to do that. But we're going to be having a what we call a chat for change uh, (laughs) community gathering and conversation coming up in the next few months. And it'll be about um, older adults, of which I am one. Uh, I am 56. I did tell you the mayor was my intern. Um, So I'm, you know, we're going to talk about the economic uh, impact and economic security of older women, especially in these times as the market fluctuates and people are concerned about their savings and their retirement, as well as concern for their children or their grandchildren. So what are some of the strategies 
that women can do um, to gain some more comfort around their economic security. So we cover the gamut. Um, do our donors range in age. We have uh, some young people. Um, people bring their kids. When we had Billie Jean King, uh, who was our guest for the luncheon, there were girls, you know, with their tennis rackets. When we had Misty Copeland, there were little girls in tutus. But again, they were being brought by perhaps their their grandmothers or their fathers. In that case, we have a group of guys who call themselves dads for daughters, men for women, who donate to us as well. We have several groups of men who are actively involved in us. So um, that's an important thing. But uh, I would love to tell you what we'll be doing uh, in August, our special event. Okay, make, give me quickly. I got two minutes left here, so let's get okay, that out Okay, two minutes. August 27th through August 30th. Uh, you can have a house party online in your home, in your backyard, following all of the social distancing guidelines of the state or the county or the federal. And we'll have tons of information at WFCO.org, the Women's Foundation website, on our virtual annual luncheon or house parties and how you can participate. So you can invite uh, six to ten individuals, according to all the current guidelines, and uh, we want you to come and we'll have a fabulous program, a one-hour program that will be all put together as a single video content that will be fun and informative, and you can join us as donors and later on, hopefully, as volunteers to the Women's Foundation and champions for our work and women and families in the state of Colorado. So August 27th to the 30th, and just go to WFCO.org. Lauren, nice way to end it. Lauren Castile, President and CEO of the Women's Foundation of Colorado. Keep up the good work. I love your enthusiasm. It's great. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for having us so very, very much. Well, we'll have you again, and thank you very much for doing what you do for the women in Colorado. Well, uh, we're going to take a little break here at Mile High Magazine. We're going to come back and talk to Dr. John Douglas of Tri-County Health for our weekly rundown on what's happening in the state of Colorado as uh, we kind of begin to loosen up. So don't go away. We'll be right back. <laughs> 